The thing I love most about this rivalry, yeah. everybody's wrong until the result comes in. Let's go. They always say, throw out the records when it comes to this rivalry. On that day, you have to prove that you're the better team in the state of Michigan. I don't get why both teams can't be great at the same time. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. I love you, man, but you're an idiot. A Michigan, Michigan State podcast. And here's your hosts, Justin Rose and Michael Spath. What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in to yet another episode of I Love You, But You're an Idiot. Justin Rose alongside my amazing blue co-host slash friend, Michael Spath. What's up, dude? Well, I, I think Maize and Blue, I'm also still like Honolulu Blue and Silver. Uh, who isn't in the yeah. state of Michigan these I days? I mean, you can take our, our little, whatever, you know, our little Flat, placards. Uh, Mike have, Flags. Yeah, yeah Mike yes, Flags that's off. What, from the business. Replace them, them with the Lions logo. You know. <clears throat> I think we both, we're on the same page there. Can we talk just for a second sure. about how great the past week, week and a half mm-hmm. of Michigan sports has been? Consider, yeah, yeah. consider, no matter if you're a Michigan or a Michigan State fan, you kind of have to at least appreciate that last weekend, well, the weekend before, the Monday before, Michigan wins a national title. Okay, awesome. Haven't seen it in my, I mean. 25 years. Yeah, 25 years. I mean, I don't remember the 1997 Mm -hmm. title like vividly at all. Not a Michigan fan, but still I would have thought I would have remembered it. No. So you had Michigan wins the national title. I think the Red Wings had a couple of wins that week. The Pistons won the day before, like the day, the, the same day that. Right. They got the, their the fourth Lions. victory on the year. 34th yeah, yeah. victory on the year. Fourth victory. You had Michigan State basketball get a win. Um, Michigan basketball got a win over Ohio State. Correct. At the day after the Lions. Yeah. yeah I mean, the most watched football game of the year. 37 million plus watched Did the they Lions. Really? 37 yes. million. Wow. So Detroit the NFL sports. is just. I mean, it's a juggernaut. Yeah. I mean, would they say that the Peacock game, which 23 I was 23 million, 23 million people ended up downloading the app and, or paid for the app in order to watch Kansas city play Miami. And what was a bad football yeah, game, a horseshit game and terrible conditions. And yet that many people are willing to spend. And now Peacock is only what three ninety nine or four ninety nine a month it's or something. Not like that. A lot, but you can cancel. Like, I, I mean, I did this for Michigan football. You got it for one game and cancel like a month later. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been a very good week for Detroit sports overall. Um, I think, you know, if you had another week to 10 days like that, I mean, it, it'd be a nice place to be. But certainly, whether you're a Michigan fan or a Michigan State fan, you've come together to root for your Detroit Lions. Uh, and it's, it's, been, it's been magical. And I, I hope that they can keep it going another week against Tampa Bay. And, and which, which is amazing is that, if they can get past Tampa Bay, they're really they're one sixty minute game away from the Super Bowl. That's the craziest thing in the world to think about is that it all broke for him, right? Mm-hmm. How did we get? Let's fuck. Screw it. We're talking lines. It's the uh, Lions podcast now. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. This is my true feelings about it. Win the damn thing. It's the yeah, same yeah, principle that we've talked about yeah. with Michigan. Uh, we will talk about this if Michigan State basketball ever gets into a position where you get to the final four, win the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like you get you get to the opportunity. So you have a home game, second one. Obviously, it may not be as big or as loud. It'll still be crazy in there, but the first one's always going to be you know special. Like right, right. it was as loud as a jet engine. That's what I heard. So it, 
Maybe it rivals that. I don't know. All I know is that you cannot, under any circumstances, let Baker fucking Mayfield <laughs> do you train the momentum that the yeah. organization and the franchise has right now. Yeah. And I don't think they will. So to your point, it is interesting because I think it's going to be super, super interesting. The NFC top seed and the AFC top seed both play Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So the Lions are going to be able to go to bed Saturday night before their game on Sunday Knowing who the opponent will be waiting for them. Mm -hmm. What happens if the Packers, who looked unbelievable, right? Against if the, Packers the Cowboys. Win and the and the Lions know that if we beat Tampa Bay, we're hosting a third straight playoff game. To go to, to the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. There's no way they lose that game. Yeah. There's no way. Not with the not maybe with the crowd. I mean, we saw that the crowd played a major role in this victory over the, the Rams because they forced Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay to call two timeouts early in the second half that ultimately they didn't have when they were able to run out the clock at the end of the game. So yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. 3 p.m. Sunday. Uh this is this is the perfect example of this podcast, though, because chances are I would bet that if you're a Michigan fan, there's a Michigan State fan that you're going to watch this game with and Probably. vice versa, someone in the family, a friend that you're going to cross lines with in order to watch the game because we're all Detroit Lions fans. And yeah, win the whole effing thing. Like I, I'm, I'm with you on it. That's what Michigan did. And I'm so glad that Michigan did because in the 10 days since Michigan won the national championship, you have had not defections. I think that's the wrong word. You've had pretty much everybody who can declare for the NFL draft declare for the NFL draft, including the quarterback, JJ McCarthy, mm. which I think you and I have talked about. I mean, he's going to go in the twenties. It's a, if of, it's the, a of the third round. Well, I don't, I mean, there's yeah, no way he's going first round. I'll make that bet right now. Okay. Okay. I don't, I'm not willing to bet that. Cause I think you could be right that it could be second round, which is going to cost him 50 to $70 million in that contract of being a top 10 pick in the next year's draft. But Anyway, he's declared. A lot of other guys have declared. Uh, and then there's all this Jim Harbaugh stuff, right? And by the time that someone Gee. listens to this podcast, you don't know the Chargers might have offered Jim Harbaugh the job. I, think, I, yeah. think, I think that's the, the most likely outcome for him is Los Angeles, former, he retired a Charger, mm -hmm. knows the ownership. I think that's, I don't know. I, I saw some today. He could literally go anywhere. But then you got Bill Belichick. All right, yeah. here you go. Who would you rather have? 72-year-old Bill Belichick mm. trying to maybe regalvanize himself after the flame out of the past couple of years or a hungry, motivated 50... How, how old is Harbs? 52? 58, maybe. 58? Something He's like almost that. 60? Yeah. Damn. He looks good. Good skin care. Good job, <laughs> well, let's Jim. Let's see. He was 22 in 1986. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doing the math there. So... Whatever that is, 33, 37 years ago. So, so add that 59, 59, maybe. Hey, he's, he's only a couple of years away from social security. So why don't yeah. you just like, which hang one, on for which a few one would I years? rather have? I think you say Harbaugh. I would rather have Harbaugh because of, of what I would say is you look at, he did it with, Stan, he did it with University of San Diego. He did it with Stanford. He did it with San Francisco. He did it with Michigan. Bill Belichick's done it one time with? and he did it with Tom Brady and Tom Brady's been gone for three years and he's completely flamed out. Right. So I think that Jim Harbaugh is the safer bet if you are an owner of an NFL franchise, unless you have, like, I know that they've talked about maybe Belichick going to Dallas or something like that, where you have the established quarterback, you have like everything built in. Maybe that makes sense. And he can, he can replicate his formula that he had in uh, New England, but he also had Robert Kraft in New England mm -hmm. versus Jerry Jones in Dallas. I just, I think Belichick, Brady, Kraft were the perfect trio 
for each other to lead to all that success for 20 years. And I don't think Belichick's going to be able to do it again. So I would go with Harbaugh, but I, it sounds like it sounds like they might hire a Harbaugh friendly general manager in San Diego or in I want to say San Diego, but Harbaugh friendly. Yeah. What is that? Someone mean? that someone that he gets along <laughs> with, someone that he knows that he has a history with, apparently he's a good friend with. So if they do that, I think his name is Dobbs or Dodds or something. I just read the report. It's going to be really hard for Jim to say no to the NFL opportunity. And here's here's he's where I take go. here's where go. I I, I got to take Michigan fans a little bit to task. Okay. It has been 10 days since they won a national championship. And I know that you've had JJ McCarthy leave and junior Colson leave, but most of these guys were expected to go pro JJ was probably the only one that you're hoping he came back. Everybody else, the offensive linemen were expected to go pro the linebackers, the deep everybody. And like, there's all this fretting and like, Oh my God, what is 2024 going to look like? And what do we do if Jim like 10 Days ago, you won a national championship, and already people are bitching and moaning and worried about the future. Like, relax, enjoy the oh national championship. Like, I don't. I, I, and they're they're finger pointing at each other. Like only worst fan base in the world. Only Michigan it's fans. The it's the only could take ten days later and be at each other's throats over be who is to blame for Jim Harbaugh. Ten months from now, ten months from now, you'll be in the middle of a season. And if you're 500, you go, I don't give a shit. We just won a national title last year. Like, I understand that, that, that like teams want, people want their teams to win every single game all the time. Realistically, that's not possible. And even the last three year stint, okay, let's take away the national championship. You just won Mm -hmm. the two years prior, Michigan won all their games, except for one in 2021, go green and the playoff game. Yeah. And then, all of 2022, except for TCU, it's, yeah. except for the playoff game. Yeah, get off your high. Like, I mean, no, what, what is, do you think you are? What, what do the, you think you are? What is it? Forty and four, I think, over the last three years. They're so good. They're having an unbelievable run. And so, why and are if we, they don't I, win another title for another 27 years? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, you saw one in your lifetime. You saw one in your cycle. Like, you certainly want. I, I, I always say this. You have to understand that one team wins. Every year, mm-hmm. one team. How many college football teams are there in Division One A? One hundred and thirty-five. Yeah, one team. Now you can eliminate more than half. Okay, let's say there's forty teams that are capable of winning it. Forty teams that are capable of winning it, and now I don't really believe it's forty. My point is, one team. Mm-hmm. You have less than a five percent chance every single year if you're not named Nick Sa- Saban's Alabama. Yeah. Now that Nick Saban's out the door. Yeah. I agree. I just, it's that's just, why it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm glad I'm on, you're bringing yeah. it up. I'm, glad I'm on, you're I'm on Twitter. Out. I'm on message boards and I'm, you know, I posted something yesterday because, uh, people are fretting about Jim Harbaugh's future. And I said, look, man, I'm like, if he wants to sign with Michigan, he'll sign with Michigan. If he wants to go coach in the NFL, he'll go coach in the NFL. And if he does, you pat him on the back, you shake his hand, you say, thank you for leading us to the promised land. You say, I'm going to root for your success in the NFL. And now I'm going to turn my attention to Sharon Moore, whoever hires, whoever successor is. And yet, I mean, I have all these responses like, well, this is Ward Manuel's fault. And like, wouldn't it just be Michigan to squander, squander the golden opportunity? And I'm like, guys, like, relax, relax. Like, you couldn't even enjoy it for six days. Like, I'm trying to enjoy it for six months or six years or 60 years. Like, let it play itself out. Like, why get yourself into all this anxiety and frenzy about what he's going to do when, I mean, oh. when the when the meteor comes <laughs> in the next, I don't please, know, 
It's coming. Like, I truly believe the meteor is going to strike us down here, probably during our recording of a podcast at one yeah. point. So maybe yeah. you want to hear us cry, our cries for help. But when the meteor comes, you don't, you're not going to remember the boom. <laughs> you're not going to remember the, the, the 52 to three win over Indiana. No. And you hope you don't have a loss to your rivals or I get, but like, you're going to remember the championship. Mm-hmm. If you're seeing the meteor coming towards earth and you've got time and you look at your beloved and you say, honey, I love you. Look at our life. And you look at your kids and you say, sorry, squirt. You didn't get much of a chance here, but Michigan won the national <laughs> championship <laughs> in 2024. <laughs> Boom. That's, yeah. See, yeah. So stop fretting about shit. You went out on the top. meteor is coming tomorrow or right. next week or next year, whenever. And you'll still be national champs. So just relax. I agree. 100%. Trolls. I agree. I just. Uh, hey, can I troll you about how shitty your basketball team is? Hey, we won a game. What are you talking about? Hey. I think we have as many wins in January as your basketball team. No, so that's not true. Do you have two? Yeah. Oh, we have one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Fab Five was there. Yeah. It was over Ohio State. There was like 20 people in the stands. I was there. There was actually a good 6,000 or so in the 6, stands. 6,000. I think they announced, uh, I think they announced like 8,000. It was frigidly right. cold on Friday, okay. on Monday. So. I, you know, I didn't even mean, I didn't even mean to go here today, but yeah. now that we're here, I'm going to. You guys are a football school. You guys don't do like this whole like talk about Michigan basketball. Like when John Beeline brought them up and football was down, mm-hmm. significantly down, but you guys are going to final fours. Sweet 16 was almost an automatic every year. You're going to elite eights, final fours. You played for two national championships mm-hmm. under Beeline's reign. Unfortunately, didn't get it done. And I wanted them to win that. I mm-hmm. truly did want Michigan to win a basketball championship. But it just seems like y'all don't give a shit. Can well, you, can you, can you please like, is it because the fever pitch for, for football is at its absolute height yes. that, that yes. like people just don't care? Because I think that they tremendously cared from, from during the whole beeline era. They really, truly did. You know, they, they sold more uh, maze rage tickets than they'd ever sold before during like a five or six year run. The, the Chrysler center, other than the 9 PM games on a Tuesday was sold out all the time. Uh, the merchandise sales that they did. So Michigan fans definitely do care about basketball, but, but only when, when they're winning. But when, yeah, they, uh, yes, yes. I, I don't think that's that unlike that many fan bases. No, it's not, but it, it is uh, I my, think, my I think fan base. My a, fan base there's an apathy. Argue. There's an apathy about Michigan basketball right now, but I don't know how much of it is like the actual program as much as the apathy about Juwan Howard and like the frustration that Juwan Howard is not the guy. And then until Michigan moves on from Juwan Howard, uh, that the basketball program is not going to be what it's capable of being which we saw what it was underneath John Beeline. I look at the parallels between Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State football, and John Beeline, yeah. Michigan basketball. And I think about that probably more than I should. Just simply because they're so mere images of that each other. That and the meteor they is what are, keeps you up at night, huh? <laughs> well, the meteor doesn't keep me up because I just know it's coming. Boom! <laughs> but what I'm, yeah. I mean, my yeah, point right. is, is like you are the secondary program in your state. Mm-hmm. You are the second, like like Michigan basketball will always and forever be number two in the state behind Michigan state simply because of the, pro, the pro, where the programs were like for the last 25 years, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like that when, before Mark D'Antonio came in mm-hmm. and it's like, then John Beeline comes in and he's your Mark D'Antonio and he's beating Michigan state doing things that Michigan basketball shouldn't be yeah. doing. And then he leaves and the program kind of re- recesses back to the norm mm-hmm. as far as historically. Whereas Michigan State football, 
Eh, yeah, there's old Sparty again, six and six, seven and five, maybe get to a bowl game. Probably not. You know, same old Spartans. D'Antonio comes along, takes them to 36 and yeah. five in a, a three-year span. Very similar to the, the, what Harbaugh did over the last three years. And then he leaves. Back, back to where, yeah, back yeah. to where we were. Yeah, and me, it's like both pro. They, they're they such are, mirror they're images of each other. Yeah, and and the and the head coach for Michigan State basketball. Do you think the head coach for Michigan State basketball will always be the bigger dog of the two? Because for football, the question is, is like when John Beeline was here, you did before Jim Harbaugh arrived. You had Rich Rod and you had Brady Hoke. Who was the bigger name? And I would I would argue that it was still probably football, football. even though they weren't having the level of success. It was. And so my question to you for basketball for Michigan State is is Tom Izzo, even though it was Mark D'Antonio was what you just described, I think it was always like in the pecking order, it was always Izzo a little bit above D'Antonio. Well, yeah. And now it's obviously like Izzo, you know, 10 to one over the football well, coach. Yeah. I mean, Izzo, Izzo will always, but Izzo will be your, Izzo's our bow. Yeah. But I, after Izzo, Izzo, Izzo's our bow. After Izzo, whoever they hired, whether it's a Izzo disciple or they go out and get somebody else, is that guy a bigger name than the football coach at Michigan State? That's a great question. Uh, probably. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has to have success, but like, I don't think, see, this is the difference. And like, this is where I think a lot of people, when we talk about like, what's a blue blood program, Duke, Kansas, mm -hmm. Kentucky, those are the three, North Carolina, North Carolina those yeah. are the four that like you say every single time yeah. you, you say yeah. Michigan state sneaks in there. Some people want to throw Gonzaga in that mix. Sometimes Arizona, Arizona gets there. UCLA is also, you know, yeah. so there's other programs that are like in that like fringe Blue blood. Can Michigan State basketball withstand the turnover? Mm -hmm. And Izzo, you know, I guess we're talking about it now. I mean, he said he's not going to do some farewell campaign. He's going to hang it up just like Saban did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm okay. done. Now, okay. I don't think it's this year. He's not Krzyzewski like, hey, let me have my uh, no, he doesn't six want that. months of everybody groveling he, he at my feet and telling me how he's, great I am. Nope. I think, I honestly think, I think Tom's got three years left. I think he put, cause the final four is in Detroit in 2027. Okay. And I think, I think he's going to he, hold out. He says, okay, I've got three more chances to win a natty mm -hmm. this year, 2025, well, four more years, this and three more years. He's going to say, you know what? If I can, if I can find a way to win my second, he'll retire that if he wins a natty. And that's why this team was so frustrating because it's like they have the, you don't understand that they're two games above 500. They're ranked 24th in Ken Palm. Hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm they're, looking they're, at they're they're a top 25 team, and they've got eight losses. Seven, ten, and seven. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Still. Yeah. That's that's but, why I'm not hitting the panic button on them which making is, the which tournament is, because which the I'm numbers are about. saying they're going to make it, and okay. they're going to be they're favored in eight of their next ten. They have to go. They have Illinois at home, which is one of their ranked opponents. They have to go to Purdue, which they never win at Purdue. Mm -hmm. Purdue could play three players, and they'd find a way to lose that game. But, like, they've got Minnesota on Thursday, and then they got, they got – they, I mean, they've got – they're going to get – if they get seven wins of the next ten, which I think they should, okay. that, that, that puts them well above where they need to be to, to be – I a, mean, if they're seven and three in their next ten, I agree with you. But, like – as a Michigan fan looking at it, I'm looking and going like, God, this team is overrated. Like e even, you know, you just brought up the fact that they're number 25 in Ken Palm, which says like their metrics, their overall metrics are pretty good. But my, my goodness, they're a 10 and seven basketball team. They're two and four in the big 10. They are preseason picked top four and a final four team. And I know it ultimately will matter what they do in March, but I'm looking at them going like, what is wrong with this team? Like, why is this team 
Why is this team losing to Northwestern? Now, admittedly, Northwestern's had one of their better years, but they are. And Nebraska. And Nebraska, and, you know, they're, they, well, they lost here, to Illinois, okay. and they lost. I mean, like, I'm looking at it and going, as a Michigan fan, I'm going, like, you know, there's a lot of Michigan fans that are probably enjoying the hell out of this right now because there is oh everything he came in with, all the hype he was getting. I know they had the big victory over Baylor, but other than the big victory over Baylor, like there's not another game to hang no. your hat on and everything else has been negative. And it's so, I mean, you say like, Hey, my basketball team sucks. I don't disagree with you, but a Michigan fan looks at your basketball and goes like your basketball program is incredibly overrated right now. Hard to argue. <laughs> but what I will say is I think that there is obviously look at, look at, across college basketball over the last week. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many top no, 25 I, I teams were upset last yeah. week? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, 13. Wow. 13. Number one, number two, number three, number four survived. And they're now number mm -hmm. one. UConn was the only team that, that of the top 10 that survived. Wow. Consider that for a second. And most of those were to unranked opponents. Mm -hmm. It's harder to win now that the transfer portal has made it so that Players who want, I called Eastern Michigan, Miami of Ohio, uh, yeah, Miami of Ohio game last night in Ypsilanti on Tuesday night uh, for ESPN Plus. And they had two kids from Miami transfer in from Power 5 schools. Mm -hmm. And these kids come down, and now they're putting up 18, 20 points a game. Now they're not just, it's not like they're, it's still like hard to, to win. Like that was right. a close game until that last eight minutes of the game or whatever. But my point is, is college basketball parody is so much better now than it was five years ago, especially 10 years ago. The bottoms were the bottoms. The tops were the tops. And I also truly believe that this Michigan state team is only overrated because they had that little number next to their name. This team was not ready to win those big games because Tom Izzo teams are never ready to win those preseason games. Yeah, but I'm the way sorry. that he talked about them in the preseason, I he, mean, come on. If you've got, if you're being honest, don't you say that you're disappointed with where they are right now? Of course, I'm disappointed with where they are. They have no closer, and that's what I mm -hmm. thought they would have after watching them play last year in Madison Square Garden against that Kansas State team. God, that was such a good basketball game. One of the mm -hmm. best basketball games I've ever seen. Uh, but I thought Tyson Walker would be that guy. I thought A.J. Hogard would take a step forward. Neither of those. No, T Tyson, of course, is still incredible. He leads the Big right, Ten in right. scoring, I think. He's a, he's up there in the top five. But, like, A.J. Hogard has regressed. His leadership still stinks. He kind of still, like, whines and moans about things. But, like, the freshman, Xavier Booker, not ready to play at the Big Ten level. I don't care if he's a – he could be a seven-star. doesn't matter. if you, You're going to get bullied around, and you're not going to – do the things that your coach is going to tell you to do. You're not going to play. Um, I think what's interesting listening to you, Justin, is that you use so many like Izzo talking points when you describe this basketball team, like how you described Hogarth, how you described like Booker there, where someone else is looking and going like, they got a five-star, six-foot-ten right. guy. Every other five-star in the country is playing 25 minutes a game and this whole thing. But I've heard Izzo say like, well, he's got to do this. He's got to do that. He's got to do that. And so I think what's interesting to me about this. And it's a little bit of where Michigan fans are with Harbaugh now is like whatever Harbaugh talking points are, people are just going to, Hey, whatever because, Harbaugh says, but like, that's what, that's what Izzo has bought from you. The benefit of the doubt for 25 years. Correct. So when he says like, Hey, don't judge me on January 15th, judge me on March 15th. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to wait. I'm willing to wait. And they could be, they could lose two other next three. And you'd be like, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to no, be patient. If they lose two of the next three, I'll probably be <laughs> like the next week. I'll be like, come on. No, but to your point, you also embody like, you're not going to go swimming. I mean, unless you hate 
your program. Like mm-hmm. I remember when Matt Patricia was here covering the lines. I wanted to undercut oh, him every down single go time. Down go the Eagles. Oh, I loved that for him. But like I, he was one of those guys where you just like, I can't, I can't trust this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything he says is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he just, he's, he feeds his own ego by, by thinking he's cheeky and fun and cool. He's not where it's like Harbaugh, love him or hate him. Michigan fans loving him. You guys are going to, Think, oh, look at it, did it great that he just passes the microphone to his players and he doesn't talk to the post. Ha ha ha. And everyone else is like, bro, just say, like, yeah, we, we had a great win. Like, well, like, the problem is that he, he can't even say we had a great yeah. win. He's like, who's going to better this? <laughs> and you're like, you're on <laughs> national TV talking to ESPN. Can yeah. you, no. can you just give like a legitimate uh, formulate l- real quote? a complete sentence, Jim? Thank you. Yeah. No, I, and, and like, same thing for Tom is like, and it's funny because you, I thought you were, it was a perspective I hadn't heard in a while. Oh, you're embracing your coaches isms. It's like, well, yeah, doesn't everybody like, cause it's like now Jonathan yeah. Smith. Now I haven't met Jonathan Smith yet. I, I will at some point, but like, I'm looking at what he's doing and how he's kind of, oh. and I'm starting to, now he hasn't talked very much and he looks like he's going to be vanilla as Vanilla ice cream from Wendy's, <laughs> but like, which is fake. Hey, hope he's not. Hope he just no, keeps, I don't think he I is. He, yeah, yeah. I think I'm about to get sued by Wendy's. Mark, take that apart out. <laughs> no, but like, I'm starting to buy into what this guy's like, yeah, like yeah. about. And I don't know anything about like yeah. the same thing when Mel Tucker came in. I was like, oh, look at the flash and the bling and the blang and you know, the, the shoes and the cars. And it's like, Okay, like I'm gonna buy into that. Like you just, as a fan, you kind of have a little bit of that blind faith and loyalty mm-hmm. to your program. I mean, Michigan fans it's had a, it for the first six a, years under Harbaugh. And, it's and, a really, it's a really interesting conversation piece of what what does a coach have to do for you to give them that blind loyalty, and what do they have to do for you to abandon them? No. And and I'd be curious, like, is there, you know, if Izzo, if they don't, if you can't get this thing figured out this season, and they don't go to the tournament. And it, and you say like, oh, well, they weren't, you know, they didn't pick to be preseason number four. It was just that number. But you say like, well, but come on, we came into the year and we were talking about this. Now we make the tournament. Would your attitude towards like some of his isms change? Because I look at Juwan Howard, who his first couple of years, he went to an elite eight. He went to back-to-back sweet 16s. He was, you know, the elite eight. He was, you know, one shot away from UCLA of going to his first uh, a final four. And everybody was, hey, he's folksy. Hey, he never gives a great quote in the press conferences. Hey, he kind of talks in platitudes. He's always like, rah, rah. And like, I love all this stuff. And now they're like, can you just coach, Juan? Like, you, you, after the game's over with, you tell us the same thing over and over again about how you're about to get over the hump. Get over the damn hump already, Juan. Like, and people have turned on him completely. And so Izzo's got a longer, he's got 25 years versus Juan had five but I wonder if there's ever anything. And I mean, we saw with Harbaugh in 2020 when he went two and four people, myself included. And, you know, I've said this repeatedly. I don't know how many times I have to say like that. I wanted Jim Harbaugh fired. And yes, I'm now very glad to be wrong. People are like, Oh, Spath pretends he never said that. Like, no, I don't. I've said it repeatedly, but people were jumping. Like I'm done with Jim, right? Like I'm done with his isms. I'm done with all this stuff. Three years later, he gets up there. Yeah. And he gives like a one word answer. And you're like, Oh, this guy's brilliant. Like I love him. Right. Like, (laughs) Wait, I, so, yeah, I just... I, I hear you, and I think it's really interesting. And, like, I would put it this way, especially when it comes to Izzo. Would you rather be a preseason top five team and not make the tournament or be a number one seed and get bounced by a 16th seed? 
So you're talking about whether you'd rather be like a theory, theory what Michigan State could be this year or what Purdue was last year. Correct. Or uh, Virginia a couple I years ago. I think the humiliation of what took place against Purdue last year is I would not want to be Purdue. It's easier I would to rather forgive. just, yeah. A longer suffering instead of that off with their head. Mm-hmm. Like that's an execution. Mm-hmm. When you get nationally, you're talked about all week. Yep. Up until the next round, you're, you're, that team, you know, the, the fighting spats is in the, 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 you know, one shining moment video beating you. It's like the first thing mm-hmm. everybody sees. It's the thing that people remember from that tournament beyond who won the championship. It's, oh, yeah, UConn won it, and oh, oh Purdue got beat by a 16. Yeah. You know what's funny is I don't even remember who the 16th seed was last year. Fairlane Dickinson. Dickinson. Okay. But I'll always remember that Purdue was the first and only so far to lose a 16 versus one. No. Virginia lost. Oh, yeah. Then they against, came back. Against U of R- and, University and of Maryland, Baltimore County. Yeah. And Maryland came back the next year. Or not Maryland. Virginia came back the next year and won the whole damn thing. Yeah. So it was like Purdue going to do that yeah. again. This, uh, I guess my point is, is that I believe Michigan State will make the tournament. They always okay. find a way. Whether they're in a play-in game and not mm-hmm. again this year, I think they're going to get above that. I think they're going to get like a seven seed again. And that's good. You know what? Right where they need to be. The underdog. I hate, I hate, I, I can't tell you how many times Michigan State's been a top five preseason team and they just shit the bed every single time. I'm over it. I'm done with it. Give me this meddling Michigan State team all season long and then they peak at the right time when it's tournament time. And that's why I just... Well, let me, let me ask you one more question about it. Has your expectations preseason... We did have a conversation about Final Four. I think you were kind of saying like... I still they, think this is They need to go to Final Four team. team. Then the year that the way is the, the the way that the season is gone, have you altered your expectations? And if they were to, you said as a seventh seed, if they were not to make it to the second weekend of the tournament, would you look and go like this was a massive fail of the massive season? Massive fail if they don't get to a sweet sixteen still in play. I think a final four is still in play, but I think it's less likely simply due to the fact that their center play has been abysmal. Mm-hmm. Matty Sissoko should not be playing basketball at, at a power five school. I, I'm sorry. Wow. Like I laughed, don't laugh so hard that my headphones. I don't off. believe, I don't believe he's good enough to play yeah. at this level. At least the minutes that he's been getting now, Jackson Kohler, he's coming back from his injury, but like he's a sophomore and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's skilled, but he's not that pro. He's not Hunter Dickinson. Now the game's gone away from that style of center. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly has, but Malik Hall, I mean, this is the guy that goes out and has a zero egg performance against Northwestern, and then he'll go out the next time and have 21 yeah. points and 10 rebounds. That is like, frustrating. To where, watch. Who are you? Yeah. And by the time you're a senior, if you can't have consistency in your game, right. it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. And, and that's like, so do I think, do I, am I guaranteeing any of these things to happen? Not as, not as much as I was preseason because I felt that this team had more. Mm-hmm understanding of who they were and their roles are, they had to get back to that, you know, the toughness factor and, like, them getting bullied for things. Like, you know, fat and sassy, the Tom Izzo-isms that are coming back out of my mouth again. But I would say this, to wrap it up. Sweet 16 or or bust as far as, like, I'm concerned. If they don't make it to the tournament, it's all uh, uh, horrible. Horrible. Especially with the schedule, the way it sets up the rest of the way. They got a couple of tough ones. If they can somehow get to the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament, that'll be enough to get them where they need to go. Give me a good seed. Give me a good classic. I mean, because like they, they, they're they good enough to beat 
We have seen that I've seen this team play good enough against Arizona, Duke, Baylor to know mm-hmm. that they can Illinois, they can beat all four of those teams. In that particular moment, they didn't except for Baylor. And I, so, so I, that's good enough for me because okay. this is how college basketball, yeah. this yeah. is why it's so different than college football is because one game does not one game, yeah. two games, doesn't three seven games doesn't, games doesn't yeah. matter. If you get into the tournament and you have a, Izzo made the, the final four, I think three times with 10 or more losses. Mm. Who gives a shit? Yeah. That's why it's that. like, that's it's a pretty so, impressive. Stat. It's so different. It's just so different than, than any other. And that's what I love most about it. Did but, you know that we play on the 30th of January? <sighs> me and you, we're going. Where are we going? You LA and me, one on one, one on one. Nobody's guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna live stream that yeah, on, on yeah. YouTube. You, you know what I would consider? Watch. I don't even care if I beat you. You know what I consider a win? <laughs> Not blowing out my knee, <laughs> dude. I would beat the shit out of you in one on one. Okay, I'm okay. just saying. Okay, okay, okay. He's Let, admitting let's, it. Let's play. Let's play. <laughs> I, right. I haven't played in a while. Right, me but. neither. I haven't shot a basketball in years. <laughs> I just would bully you the whole time. I just back you down. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I used to be. I'm a pretty big guy. All right, six three, two ten. Um, it sounds. It sounds so like. I it think, sounds like we got a little match. I up think. Here. I think maybe we would like to play three on three, so that we don't have to get up and down the court the okay. whole time. Hey, if you're listening, shoot us a shoot us a text, a, yeah. a DM, or a tweet on, we'll, on Twitter. We're we'll, setting up a three on three Michigan versus Michigan State. I love it. Let's I go. It. Yeah, it'll be a nice little fun uh, I'll, I'll winter get, activity. I'll go gas Mike Godfredson, former walk on point guard. I'm calling Michigan. Paul Davis. <laughs> I'm calling Paul Davis Why right not? now. Okay. Paul? Chris Young, if you're listening, right. six foot eleven. Paul former, Davis, here we go. Could you imagine if we did that? Though Man, we were like, we should totally we, we do show this. up. and We got like four former players with us. We're like, hey, here's and me a and you, yeah. <laughs> and we just like watch them play as we like run around the court. Yeah, right. Uh, you and I just go hang out at like the at like the the, the half court line. So I used to I used to play in a group uh, at St. Francis in Ann Arbor, and Chris Young. Um, I don't know if he was living in Ann Arbor, if he was living in Plymouth. He was living in Plymouth, and he played he played basketball right around the time I went to school. Really nice guy. He used to be like my color analyst for when I was on the radio, and so he came he came out and he like started playing with us like on a regular basis. And so probably like week three, the rule was invented that he was not allowed to shoot within ten feet of the basket because he couldn't he like, couldn't miss. He's six foot eleven or he's six foot eleven and two hundred eighty pounds. Like and he played overseas in Europe for fifteen years. Like so he was a baller, right? So we're essentially like, you have to be the point guard and only shoot threes. <laughs> Justin, he would shoot like 65% from three. <laughs> it's you know? such a different game. Oh, it's so, like, when you're that good and yeah. you're that tall, like it's such a, I mean, watching NBA basketball, I think is so boring because mm-hmm. the guys, like, of course they miss, but it just never seems like they miss. Yeah. Like guys are doing 18, 19 foot jumpers off of three dribbles and pulling off a screen. Their legs are all over the place. And it's like, flush yeah it's like and it's like more often that's than why not. i loved watching kobe man kobe and like jordan like man. lebron like those guys kobe man i don't know to me i i still i'll always go to the grave saying that jordan is the best that i've ever seen but kobe just god he he could go games where he would shoot like 20 of 24 sick you know and like that was a regular occurrence i just and lebron is really really good but i, I think kobe I, I would always have him a little bit yeah. higher it's not because he passed away I just think that in my pantheon, I would go Jordan one, Kobe two, 
LeBron three. The difference to me, and I don't want to get into the whole debate because of his size. It's it, it is. Yeah. It, because he could just he was more athletically gifted as far mm-hmm. as like six eight two thirty can jump out of the gym and he's thirty nine years old and he's mm-hmm. still running yep. down the lane yep. dunking Absolutely. over twenty one year olds. Yeah. He he's just like but like to your point like the fluidity of Jordan and Kobe's game. Yeah. Totally. All right. We're completely. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. We're off. So the rails. <laughs> four games and you guys got four games in January. I think we got four games. We'll meet on January thirtieth. So we'll have a little trash talk between yes. our two programs. And in the meantime, if you are a Michigan fan uh, and want to play on my team and you've got serious game, like I need serious game. Like I need you to be wow. like a, a all state high school player um, or a former Michigan. We're going to look so player. stupid. We should ask for like shitty players. <laughs> if you're a Michigan state fan and you, you, you're a little, you can't dribble. Yeah. You can't dribble and you know, you're going to miss layups. Hit me up. You're on my team. Cause <laughs> I, I want, it. I want this to be messy LA fitness. Four on four okay. crap okay. ball, you know. I love it. I, yeah, I love we'll, it. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll find a gym. It. All right, let's, let's go. I'm starting to recruit. Paul Davis is definitely gonna be on my team. All right, I love you, man. I'd be an idiot.